Welcome to this episode of Human Wreckage. This episode is about the Dunblane School Massacre. Let's get into it. On March 13, 1996, 43-year-old Thomas Hamilton, a resident of the small town of Dunblane near Stirling, Scotland, was observed by neighbors outside his home on Kent Road scraping ice off his vehicle around 8.15 a.m. After cleaning off his car, Thomas drove five miles to Dunblane Primary School and arrived around 9.30 a.m. Thomas parked his van near a telephone pole in the school's parking lot. Once Thomas got out of his vehicle, he walked over to the phone cables at the bottom of the telephone pole, which served nearby homes and clipped the wires. Then, after cutting the lines, Thomas made his way across the parking lot to Dunblane Primary School's entrance. Thomas Hamilton entered Dunblane Primary School and made his way to the northwest side of the building. As he approached the door near the restrooms and the school's gym, he carried four legally held handguns. He had two Browning HP pistols and two Smith & Wesson Magnum revolvers. In addition to the firearms, Thomas had over 700 ammunition cartridges. He had prepared himself for a confrontation. Before he entered the gym, Thomas made a shocking decision. He fired two shots into the assembly hall and the girls' bathroom, causing panic and fear among the students and staff who were present. Inside the gym, Thomas encountered Gwen Mayer, the teacher of the primary one class. There were 28 students and two other members of the school staff present physical education teacher Eileen Harold and Mary Blake, an assistant. After Thomas Hamilton entered the gym at Dunblane Primary School, he began shooting randomly at the teachers and the students without any apparent motive. The first victim was Eileen Harold, the physical education teacher, who was injured in her arms and chest. As the attack unfolded, Eileen and several students sought refuge in a storage cupboard at the side of the gym. Unfortunately, Gwen Mayer, the teacher of the Primary 1 class, did not survive. She was fatally shot by Thomas's bullets, losing her life instantly. Gwen was 45 years old and had two daughters and a husband. She had led a happy life with her family in Dunblane before the tragic event that occurred on that fateful day. In addition to Gwen Mayer, Mary Blake, the other assistant teacher present, was also shot. The assistant was hit in the head and both legs, but fortunately she was able to escape the storage cupboard with several of the children in front of her. When Thomas Hamilton opened fire in the gym, he killed one of the primary one students and wounded several others. Four of the injured children were able to seek shelter in a nearby storage cupboard along with wounded teachers. As Thomas Hamilton continued firing his gun in the gym, he discharged six more shots. He then aimed his weapons at a group of injured children who were unable to escape his previous gunshots. In a heartless act, he fired eight additional shots directly at the children who were already incapacitated from his earlier gunshots, killing them. One student of Dunblane Primary School was walking outside of the gym at the time of the shooting. As they heard the loud bangs, they decided to investigate whether anything was happening inside. However, as the student peered through the gym's doors, Thomas Hamilton fired a shot in their direction. The impact of the blast shattered the glass, injuring the student in the process. Despite the injury, they were able to escape with their life. Thomas Hamilton continued to fire a barrage of gunshots all around the gym. One of the shots shattered a window next to the fire exit, possibly hitting a teacher who was standing nearby. After shooting up the gym at Dunblane Primary School, Thomas Hamilton exited the gym and walked through the fire exit. 
He fired four more shots into the library, striking Grace Tweedle, a member of the school staff. The impact of the bullets hit Grace, leaving her injured. However, she survived the incident. Catherine Gordon, the teacher of the Primary 7 class at Dunblane Primary School, was in a mobile classroom close to where Thomas Hamilton was standing. As Catherine noticed Thomas was shooting, she swiftly informed her students to get down on the floor and hide under their desks. Simultaneously, she instructed them to stay silent and remain calm. At that very moment, Thomas Hamilton fired nine shots into the classroom, causing chaos and despair. The bullets struck several school books and equipment, creating a scene of destruction. One of the bullets even passed through a chair where a student had been sitting moments before. Thomas returned to the gym, dropped his pistol, and took out one of his two revolvers. He placed the barrel of the revolver in his mouth and pointed it upwards. In a final act of depravity, Thomas pulled the trigger, taking his own life in the Dunblane Primary School's gym. Thirty-two people sustained gunshot wounds during a Thomas Hamilton three-four-minute period of attacks. Sixteen people were fatally wounded in the gymnasium, including Gwen Mayer, fifteen of her students, and one other child. Among the victims, including Gwen Mayer, most were around the age of six. The perpetrator of the Dunblane Primary School massacre, Thomas Hamilton, was born in May 1952 in Glasgow, Scotland. Before committing the heinous act, Thomas held the position of head of several youth clubs. However, there were numerous complaints made to the police regarding his strange and inappropriate behavior towards the young boys in his groups. Specifically, there were claims of Thomas taking semi-naked pictures of the boys without their consent. Additionally, there were reports that he forced the young boys in his youth groups to sleep close to him inside his van during outside expeditions. These disturbing allegations eventually reached the ears of the Scout Association, leading to serious consequences for Thomas. His scout warrant was abruptly withdrawn, with the county commissioner asserting that he was suspicious of his moral intentions towards boys. The association blocked Thomas, effectively preventing him from becoming a scout leader in Clackmanninshire. Two days after the devastating Dunblane Primary School massacre, a prayer session was held at Dunblane Cathedral. This gathering was open to people of all faiths and religions, allowing them to come together and mourn the loss of Gwen Mayer and the students killed in the attack. Queen Elizabeth Roman II and her daughter Princess Anne were in attendance at the service, demonstrating their support to the grieving community. In October 1996, the parents of the students killed in the attack held their own memorial service at Dunblane Cathedral. This gathering was attended by over 600 people, including Prince Charles. These prayer sessions and memorial services provided a platform for the Dunblane community to come together and find solace in the aftermath of such a tragic event. Mick North, the father of five-year-old Sophie North, experienced a profound loss when his daughter died in the Dunblane Primary School Massacre. Initially, he struggled to bear the weight of his grief and found it difficult to talk about his loss. However, as he gradually became ready to share his story, he faced discouraging messages from those around him. The grieving father was told that he could express his devastation and sorrow over losing his daughter, but that he could not discuss the more comprehensive issues underlying the shooting. He was discouraged from voicing his opinions on gun control and the safety measures that should be implemented in schools. However, Mick was not someone who would allow himself to be silenced. He understood the importance of using his voice to advocate for change and prevent similar tragedies from occurring in the future. Despite the discouragement he faced, he decided to speak up and challenge the status quo. After the devastating attack that claimed the life of his daughter Sophie, Mick North made a bold decision. 
Instead of continuing his career as a biochemist, he decided to embark on a new path. Mick North joined forces with a team of lawyers, scholars, and other parents who had lost their children to gun violence. Together, they established the United Kingdom's first organization dedicated to gun reform, the Gun Control Network. The Gun Control Network was founded in response to the growing issue of gun violence in the country. Mick North was determined to create a platform where bereaved parents like him could come together and advocate for stricter gun control measures. This organization's primary goal was to raise awareness about the dangers of firearms and promote evidence-based policies that would reduce gun-related deaths and injuries. Members of the Gun Control Network campaigned for a ban on private gun ownership. In response to groups such as the Gun Control Network, the Prime Minister at the time of the Dunblane Primary School Massacre introduced the Firearms Amendment Act in 1997. This act banned all cartridge ammunition handguns with the exception of 22 caliber rimfire in England, Scotland, and Wales. The gymnasium at Dunblane Primary School, where the majority of the massacre occurred, was demolished on April 11, 1996. This decision was taken in order to begin the healing process and to create a memorial garden to honor the children who were killed. Two years after the massacre, on March 14, 1998, a second memorial garden was officially opened at Dunblane Cemetery. The memorial garden serves as a final resting place for Gwen Mayer as well as 12 of the slain children. The memorial garden in Dunblane Cemetery is a tranquil space where visitors can reflect on the tragic events that occurred on that fateful day. It features a fountain which serves as a constant reminder of the lives that were lost. Surrounding the fountain is a plaque bearing the names of all the children who were killed in the massacre. This plaque serves as a permanent reminder of their brief lives and serves as a tribute to their memory. In addition to the memorial garden in Dunblane Cemetery, stained glass windows have been installed in three local churches, St. Blaine's and the Church of the Holy Family in Dunblane and the nearby Lecropt Kirk. These windows serve as a poignant reminder of the children who were killed and serve as a constant reminder to the community of the tragedy that occurred. The names of all the victims are inscribed on the windows, ensuring that their memory will always be preserved. Thank you for listening to another episode of Human Wreckage. Please hit the subscribe button and give us a like. See you next time.